It's Mike Miche, editor of the Credentials Only podcast, where you are introduced to people who work in sports. Usually, I'm behind the scenes of this podcast about people who work behind the scenes in sports. But this week, I'm taking over on the questions so we can make our host, Pete Holterman, share his answers to the set pieces, the half dozen questions he asks at the end of each episode. Before we get started with those questions, I do want to ask you, Pete, how you came up with these questions. Well, Mike, thanks, first of all, for all your work editing these episodes. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to do this and great to work with you on it. it it's a good question. You know, it, it's something where I wanted to have a little bit of uh, actionable information. And I think within every episode, you can pick up some things. But, you know, one of the questions is about you know, who do you follow or newsletters that you get. And those are things that I think someone who was aspiring to get into a particular part of the sports industry, whether transitioning from one league or franchise into a different section or a, a student could have some advice right there of, Oh, okay. I should check out, you know, college sports comes up a lot and the D one ticker or D two or D three ticker that I think has come up consistently. And there's no doubt if you're working in that space, you should be following that. So if you're looking to transition into college sports or you're a student now and want to work in an athletic department, hopefully your takeaway is I should go pay attention to those things. And so that was really the genesis of, of the first couple questions of the set pieces. And then second half was let's have some fun. And I think the so often the childhood memory ties into how people got into sports. And then the credentials question really is just, I mean, that's why title that's the whole thing it's you know you get the credentials and then for me was as a growing up I knew I was never going to be the, the athlete I wasn't going to be out there on the field playing the game um, but I wanted to be around it wanted to be part of it and and I realized quickly as a kid that that little piece of paper on a string around the neck of all these people allowed them to go onto the court or go underneath the bleachers that's what I wanted and, and so that's why the credentials always kind of had a special place for me and um as you'll find out that is uh part of why i keep them all as well not to totally spoil what we're about to do on this uh but with that in mind i'm curious mike if you have found there is some actionable information in some of these and you've, you've checked out a newsletter or two or some social media handles because of what you've heard our guests talk about yes i i, I personally find it still is even more insight into their personality first some of them, we hear what they just do for fun through, through these answers. Others, it, it's still more information. And, and yes, I followed, uh, followed up on some of the podcasts and, and things like that and uh, started listening to a few of them as a result. As for the uh, media credentials, it's, it's kind of two ways for me. Uh, yes, I have a few of those from, from behind uh, from the different sporting events that uh, – I have worked and we've worked together. And then I also have all the backstage passes and I'm trying to figure out what to do with them now that I can't put them on my CD cases or CD <laughs> binders that I had. I used to just, you know, put them on there. And so uh, I'm collecting them in a drawer right now. Yeah. Those would be very cool. And those are different too, because you probably have some hard cards, but there's also a lot more stickers in that one. So you yeah. could do something like that with them or, and, you know, it's, I've 
learned that some people do talk about, yeah, the lanyard's got to go. Cause that <laughs> yeah. there's just, there's some point where you just have too many and there's just too much to deal with. So uh, it, I have had a lot of fun hearing how people answer that question. All righty. Well, you ready to go, sir? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Bring it on. All right. Without further ado, here are the set pieces. What are podcasts and or newsletters you use to stay informed and keep learning? I'll start with podcasts because, you know, I had to have some appreciation for the medium before diving into to doing podcasting myself. And I think if anybody's listened to these two in particular, they've probably, I think, I hope, uh, hear that how I handle a podcast is influenced by them. The first is James Altucher and the second is Tim Ferriss. And they both have a wide spectrum of guests. They're, they're actually not sports people at all, but they're very interesting interviewers and they're very conversational. And, and certainly that's something that I look to do. If you're curious about them, um, and of course, as always, the show notes will have links to, to what we discussed. But James Altucher recently did actually a three-part podcast with Angela Duckworth who is the author of the book Grit. And I, I thought it was a really great conversation. Um, and they talked within that, uh, those episodes about how cities are going to rebound from COVID to grit and when you should quit and when you should persevere and the 10,000 hour rule, uh, a really great episode. And then Tim Ferriss just put one out uh, late in 2020 with Jim Collins, the author of uh, books like built to last and good, good to great. And they had done an episode a couple of years ago. So this was kind of a building off that first episode, but uh, I, I really enjoyed both of their podcasts. I don't love everyone they do. It's not like I'm religious where I have to listen to whatever they put out. I pick and choose, but I enjoy both of them. I've also enjoyed Jay Shetty. Um, and again, pick and choose some of his one that was fascinating as a tennis guy, you know, talked to Novak Djokovic about what he's done mentally off the court and, you know, Jay Shetty, he wrote a book about being a monk and then he left school and went and studied the monastic life for a while. So he's coming at everything from a completely different perspective. He talks to a lot of actors and actresses, but um, some interesting conversations that he has as well. Then occasionally, just for fun, I'll listen to uh, Against the Rules by Michael Lewis or Revisionist History from Malcolm Gladwell. And I will say one of the things in talking to people about podcasts my pro tip on podcasts is don't listen to them at real speed. I'm always listening at least one and a half times. And sometimes I can even up, get up to two times the speed. And then suddenly that 90 minute podcast, whoa, I mean like Tim Ferriss can push two hours in some of his podcasts. It's not going to take that long to listen to. It's a, it helps a little bit to get through them. So that's the podcast side. Uh, in terms of newsletters. Yeah. I'm probably oversubscribed. Um, I get a lot of them <laughs> and all within sports. And, and the good news is, I mean, at some point the same topic comes up in all of them in different ways. So there's redundancy. It makes it easier to get through them, but I'm, I'm certainly oversubscribed. The kind of go-tos that I make sure I'm going to read front office sports. I think they do a great job in covering the sports industry. Um, Kendall Baker and Jeff Tracy do the Axios Sports Newsletter, which is 10 stories a day and very bite-sized, but all over the place. It will not only catch you up on what you may have missed, 
the previous day, but they also look at what are some random events that you might have never heard of, or even around the world, um, games that might not be big in the United States. I mean, they'll touch on what's happening in the U.S., and here's an update on the NFL season. But then they'll also say, did you know that the hurling championship just happened over in Ireland or things like that? And then the actual like business insider ones of Sports Business Daily, Johnny Wall Street and Sportico, Synopsis, Sports Techie, Sport Industry Group, Sports Pro. I'm getting all of them. Like I said, I'm probably oversubscribed. Um, but I, I do try to get through it and just see at least what the headlines are in all of them every day. Sounds like a couple hours of reading every morning. Give or take. Yeah. All right. Who are your MVFs most valuable follows on social media? The posts you don't want to miss. So this is hilarious that I asked this question. And I do think we've gotten some very insightful answers. My answer is no one. With one exception, I want to make sure I see when my kid posts on Instagram, but that's just being a parent. <laughs> Outside of that, I really don't have anyone. And I think it's because I just consume it differently. And I think it's specific. And I feel like most people have defaulted really to Twitter with their answers to this question. And for me, I consume Twitter really by using lists. And so when I'm looking to catch up on a certain topic, I'll go and look at that list that I've curated. So for example, you know, I've got a tennis list where I've got tournaments and players and tennis media all gathered in one place. And if there's something, you know, what's happening in tennis today, I'll go look at that list or there's a news list or I've got a green Bay Packer list. So I can, you know, during the game, that's what I'm going to, to see why, you know, the right guard hasn't played in three plays and what's going on and what's the injury report. Um, a local one here for Jacksonville. So it's not really about the falls. It's about figuring out a way to, to consume it all. And so I just kind of break everything down into lists instead. Any lists on Cincinnati or Xavier? Uh, there is a Cincinnati list. Yeah. And I do have some of the Xavier guys in there. Um, you know, Adam bomb, of course, from the Inquirer, and uh, you know, the Cincinnati media in general, and all the sports guys there. I do have a Cincinnati media list as well. Of course. All right. What are a couple books you would recommend to others? I got to tell you, I absolutely regret having ever put this question on this podcast. Um, I, I love reading. I absolutely love to read. There are not enough hours in the day and days in the weeks for me to read as much as I want to read. And the last thing I need is like more book recommendations. <laughs> so, it, and we just did a special uh, earlier this year where we, we looked at, I think it was only through around the first 25 or so episodes. We had over 60 book recommendations. And thankfully there were a few where I was like, oh yeah, it's a great book. But then I'm like, oh, I'm going to add this to my reading list. I got to add this to my reading list. So the list just grows and grows and grows and grows. And there's probably no end in sight. So yes, I've got plenty that I would recommend. A lot of the authors, especially kind of in the business space and the leadership, I guess, for, for lack of a better word. And, and we've talked about a few of them here on Credentials Only. John Gordon, I mentioned Jim Collins already. You know, I, I think Malcolm Gladwell's books are, are interesting and good reads. Brene Brown, who I'm, I'm actually shocked that no one has talked about Brene Brown yet in, in their recommendations on the podcast, because uh, I think her work has been pretty good. And then some of the classics, Napoleon Hill, Dale Carnegie. I've really enjoyed Ryan Holiday, uh, Ego is the Enemy, and Obstacle is the Way. I think those are a couple of really good books. Paradox of Choice by Barry Schwartz, I really liked reading. 
Uh, a couple that have been mentioned on the podcast, Range by David Epstein and Legacy by James Kerr. I also really like Quiet by Susan Cain and Let My People Go Surfing by Yvonne Chouinard. I may have not said that last name properly. Um, and then the one that's like an entertainment, just kind of a nice read to, to flip through that I, I was, I couldn't put this book down, Educated by Tara Westover. Uh, so that's way more than a couple. Uh, this is my problem of, I just, I, I love to read uh, all the recommendations that we've gotten. I've really enjoyed. And I have added a lot of them to my own wish list of what I'd like to read. When, when you get to take that long vacation, once we get outside of 2020. Uh, let me tell you, it, it is actually like stunted my reading that I haven't been flying as much because I can, plow through page after page when I'm on a flight. So not flying for most of 2020 uh, has probably gotten in the way of some of my reading. What are you streaming? So we, my wife and I went back early in, in COVID and fired up season one, episode one of the West Wing. And I loved the West Wing. And I've, I actually before like you could binge watch by streaming i actually got the like very nice box set of dvds from the west wing that came in like a collector's case and everything and, and had watched it through that so i watched it before but we got totally sucked in and that's the type of show where once you get sucked in like you gotta watch two or three episodes a night and you just can't wait to get through it and it, it became like labor intensive to get through that so i'm now going completely in the other direction of like, I don't want to get sucked into a series at all. The one series that we are now watching is Schitt's Creek, which certainly isn't going to suck you in the way the West Wing would, uh, <laughs> but I am finding that very humorous. A few others uh, that I enjoy, and actually it's interesting because a couple of them kind of go back to that interviewing type thing. Uh, David Letterman's My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. Really enjoy those conversations that he has. The comedians in Cars Getting Coffee is very entertaining. Uh, one that is relatively new, they just came out with season two, is Song Exploder, which is on Netflix. And I didn't even know that this was a podcast till I saw that it was out on Netflix. So I, I am now going back and realizing, okay, there's a whole podcast I got to check out. But if you haven't seen it or heard it, it's amazing. They literally break down songs and talk to the artists about how did you come to construct the song? But they start to like strip away everything where you hear the vocal track by itself or the baseline by itself and really talk about how they put it together. So the one on Netflix, um, they had Lin-Manuel Miranda doing one of the songs from Hamilton. Uh, the Killers are on the new season. Uh, they had R.E.M. And then there is a podcast that I, I think they've only done like eight as the show on Netflix and the podcast probably has 40 or 50. So uh, that may be my next podcast to get into as well. I think you may have just gone full circle. Song Exploder was created by Rishi K. Sherway, who along with Joshua Molina created the podcast, The West Wing Weekly. Uh, okay. The, I didn't know that he was related to that. That's really interesting. Yeah. And it, it is great how they just kind of deconstruct things. It, it's mm -hmm. really fascinating. And breaking news, we are retiring this question. And why is that, Pete? 
we said at the outset that I kind of want it to be actionable. And, and I fully believe that like you should develop a life outside of work. And it's really hard in sports because you're working nights and weekends and the season gets long. You need a distraction. And so I kind of asked this question, like distractions good. I don't know that anybody's really benefiting though, from having tiger King recommended as something <laughs> to watch. So, you know, I thought, well, maybe there's another actionable thing that we could ask. So I, I do, I do enjoy hearing what people are watching, but I think there could be a more impactful question. So yeah, we're going to retire the streaming question. Um, it will live in 2020 and 2020 alone. When we debut some new episodes in 2021, there will be a new question. And here is that question. What would you consider your cheat code or best life hack? Have a good editor. <laughs> uh, well, let me know when you find one. <laughs> um, well, I, of course, because all these questions I have more than one answer, right? Um, so the, the listening to podcasts at, at faster speed, that would be one. Otter is an app, and I think there are a couple others that, that are similar. You take an audio file and you import it into Otter, and it will run a transcript. And it's not exact. There are some little things that you will have to mop up within it, but pretty darn close. So if you're, if you're needing to get recordings of phone conversations or for note-taking purposes or you're a reporter, a journalist – Really recommend Otter. I know there's at least one or two others in the space. I, I don't know their names off the top of my head, but I recommend them. And then the other one, Insight Timer. You know, it's kind of like a Headspace or a Calm, uh, a meditation app. And I do that every day. Insight Timer has a lot of different methods, you know, and, and you can kind of find what you need for that particular day, whether it's just a song or a mantra. Um, I It's definitely a go-to when I'm traveling especially if i've traveled overseas and and i'm dealing with jet lag they've some really really good sleep meditations on there so uh insight timer is another one that i would say is kind of a, a hack folks i can tell you that he uh when when he found otter it was uh <laughs> eye-opening and we, we've talked about it and how it's helped us through this as well so. there's a, a newfound efficiency isn't there yes Absolutely. All right. What is your favorite sports memory as a kid? Easter Sunday, 1987. If you know, you know. In case you don't, I'll explain because there's probably only a small sliver of the population that would know. The Milwaukee Brewers are my, my team, you know, and, and it's tough to be a Brewers fan. Um, They've only been to one World Series in my lifetime and lost it in Game 7. And they've been good recently, but they've had more bad years than good. They got to that World Series in 1982, um, and then they languished a little bit, even though they still had some talent. Um, and this was back when there weren't you know, a bunch of wild card games and everything. It was a little bit harder to get into the postseason. But you still you live for opening day. One of the great things about baseball is opening day and the promise of that new season. And the Brewers get into 1987 and they rattle off 11 consecutive victories to start the season, including the only no hitter in franchise history thrown by Juan Nieves at the Baltimore Orioles. So we get to Easter Sunday and 
One of the things about Milwaukee is that you never know what you're going to get. And, and we have had snow on Easter. We've, I've trick-or-treated in the snow. I mean, you don't know what weather you're going to get. This was a glorious Easter. It was like 65 degrees and sunny Sunday afternoon game. And they were playing the Texas Rangers. And you're 11-0. You're feeling great. But in Milwaukee, there's a little diner called George Webb's. And there's, I don't even know how many... George Webb's restaurants there are in Milwaukee. They're open 24 hours. They've got burgers and chili and breakfast all day. And George Webb's has forever sponsored the Bucks and the Brewers and, and run a promotion of if they win 12 in a row, we'll give out free burgers. So going into this game on Easter Sunday, glorious weather, I think half the people were just thinking, oh, this could be the burger game. This is great. So huge crowd, probably, you know, close to 30,000, um, which is unheard of for April. And everybody's just loving it because it feels like a summer day. Brewers are trailing 4-1 going into the bottom of the ninth. And Rob Deere hits a three-run homer, absolutely hammers the ball into the bleachers in left field. And it's just pandemonium because now the game's tied for all. Jim Gantner draws a walk, Dale Swaim just barely lofts it over the, the wall and right into the bullpen. Brewers win 6-4. Everybody's going nuts. We went directly to a George Webb's on the way home. They're like, um, hang on, slow your roll. We need time to prepare. So they did it like four days later. He gave out hundreds of thousands of burgers. Um, and I think you know, Rob Deere, after he hit the home run, he circled the bases like with his arm in the air and that was on the cover of sports illustrated the following week and um so that one definitely stands out i went with my brother and sister and and so it was a, a great memory and there's actually an unbelievable story and hopefully i can find it and, and include it in the show notes because if you're ever working with a team and they get on a winning streak there is a level of neuroses that kicks in that's just second to none <laughs> the pressure of keeping the streak alive um, when I worked with the Xavier Owens basketball team, they won over 20 games in a row uh, on a run into the, the NCAA tournament, getting to the final eight. And, you know, everybody had their routine of like what they had to do. Like I had to be the first one off the bus, but hold the door for every last member of the team and then be the last one into the arena. And, and I don't know when we discovered this was a thing, but like if you screwed it up, it, everybody had the safe seat on the bus, everything. So the tension gets a little bit high. And the brewers were feeling it. So the clubhouse uh, manager actually did an Easter egg hunt for the players on Easter Sunday. And a couple of the guys couldn't find their eggs and were like starting to get really ticked off that they couldn't find their eggs, <laughs> including the catcher. And somehow this clubhouse guy got the home plate umpire in on it. So when the catcher reached his hand back to get a new ball, he put an egg in his hand <laughs> and of course the egg got fired into the dugout but uh i did not see that until years later the backstory on that day but thought it was great yeah, that is good that's good wow all right final question do you keep your credentials and if so where is that collection I can't believe anybody has answered no to this question. Like that just seems incredible to me. Uh, absolutely keep them prized possessions. Uh, so there, there's a few places in my office on uh, the door handle is this year's credentials. Um, 
speaking of the Brewers, I have two chairs from County Stadium uh, in my office. And so like the last year and a half before this, they're on the just hanging off the corner of one of those chairs. And then I've got two kind of rubber made shoe boxes with all the credentials. And I actually got them out at the beginning of COVID right when I was starting this podcast and took a picture of them, uh, which you will see on the website for uh, this podcast or on our social media handles, um, all the credentials laid out and it was fun to, to get them out and kind of take that walk down memory lane. So absolutely emphatically. Yes. I keep them all. I, I agree. I, I don't have all my backstage passes, but I have, I think every sporting event and, and the most ticket stubs. <laughs> yeah. And the ticket stubs one, I, I have a bunch of those as well. And it's been interesting because a few other people on the podcast have mentioned that as well. And, and then the other one is the Olympic pins, um, yes. another good collectible. So always taking some mementos with us for sure. Well, Pete, this has been fun. Thank you, Mike, for uh, stepping to the other side here and, and leading us through this. Of course, as I mentioned, show notes, you can link to all this stuff while you're at the website. Leave us your email. We will slide into your inbox when we have new episodes to share. We will have a bunch of new episodes coming up in 2021. Uh, some of them already recorded and really looking forward to being able to share those with everyone. So, uh, and, and I will say also that part of the idea here to do this where I answer the set pieces was feedback from some listeners saying, well, what about you? And love that feedback. So keep the feedback coming. Want to hear what you guys think of what we're doing here. Uh, at credentials only so mike thank you for hosting thank you for your ongoing editing efforts and making me sound great week in week out thanks to you for listening and lastly happy holidays we'll see you in the new year